I just want to hear your voice. Hi. Uh, this is Rick Romero at RJ Stroh, and we are filming, recording, I should say, the Zero Chance Pod with yeah. a special guest, Craig Elston. Yeah. And prior He's to so s- special. He's actually going to take my place tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick's got to go tend to a family emergency that is, uh, obviously, he's laughing, so it's not uh, that serious, but it is something that needs to be tended to immediately, so... Yeah. You're going to hand the mic over to Craig. We're I'm going to hand the mic over to Craig. We miss you and we love you. The baton is being passed. And by the way, I'm it sucks that I'm uh, missing out on another podcast with you, but here we are. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was so brutal. Oh, Rick. Later, Rick. Oh, Rick. Thanks, buddy. Love oh, you. man. Good luck, sick? buddy. Can I finish your beer? Okay, All good. Right. I thought <laughs> yeah. I was going to finish this beer. Oh, well, we can do a combined. Split it. We can we get can a pour straw. It out. We can lady, pour it lady, out. Lady, lady in the trampet. Got to move uh, over well, here. Welcome, it feels more. Uh, feels less Chance awkward. Pod, uh, Craig Elston in the house. A local celebrity, Craig Elston, I might that, add. Have I, have I upgraded to that status now? Uh, well, I, maybe I should. You've always been, I feel, like a local celebrity. I mean, you do have the handle at 619 Sports. So that was fortuitous. Yeah. Got in so early you, on that. Yeah, you are the San Diego sports guy. So I feel like maybe I just need to rip the local moniker off and just make you celebrity. Craig oh. Maybe that's maybe Local that's is far here. more accurate. So this is um, a very bizarre scenario that we're unfolding right now. Yeah. Um, what, what just you, happened to you? You are actually wearing the headset. So we usually yeah. have one headset. This is Rick exciting. is monitoring it. So you're checking our levels. So if this sounds like garbage, it's now your fault. Right. Even though it's not your podcast. Right. This is, uh, this this is, is normal incre- for me. An incredible turn of events. <laughs> 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 and I like wearing a headset because it helps me modulate my voice. So I'm happy. Which is good. I I. I just hope that you're modulating my voice appropriately because I do know that sometimes I get really excited and then I need to be turned down. I think you're I, okay. I've I've, okay. I've worked on the levels first minute sketchy, yeah. but now I think we're sketch. okay. I appreciate that. Uh, this is a wild scenario too because we. This is your second time on the Zero Chance podcast. Correct, and I hope not my last. But <laughs> the first time though, Rick wasn't here either. We did, it was it was a live show at Cali Comfort. It with, was with Walchef. And, and Dallas and was Dallas here. McLaughlin and I did sort of a co the kept faith zero chance the kept chance zero faith whatever. You know, I remember this night very very well because oh. it was a great time at Cali Comfort. Shout out Sean Walchef and Rosie and the ever growing Walchef clan. Yeah, and, and East Valley Mark, all of it, all yeah. of it, all of it, uh, and. Uh, we had a great time on the patio. I can't tell if you're kidding when you said you remembered it really no, well. No, I remember it very well. Okay. We had a great time on the patio. Later that night, uh, as I remember it, and if it's not true, it's how I remember it, so now it's okay. true. Yeah. Later that night. Hey, you I, never I, let the details. You I never went, let the right. facts get in the way of a good story. That's exactly right. Went to my favorite uh, haunt uh, downtown, if I'm ever downtown, for karaoke, Werewolf. Oh, my, wow. Uh, my boy Jason is there five nights a week KJing. Okay. Had a big night there. Was all fun while I was there. People were Wait, like, "Hey, what is KJing? Karaoke, the karaoke DJ instead of a DJ is it KJ? That is I, I, that's an industry term. I've never I did heard not that. Make that up. I've never heard that. Okay, so you're because you're a celebrity, you were recognized there. Well, you know, but yeah, a couple of people were like, "Oh, the goals, yeah, blah blah blah." Blibbidi you're blabbidi. the goals guy who loses his mind and gets yeah. on ESPN every once in right. a while. Right, blah goals. I'm like, yeah, it was like a great night. I'm like home, like, oh, what a great night that was. Yeah, and like. Killed it on a podcast. Less than 48 hours later, (laughs) I was no longer Great Gulls guy. I I always blamed the Zero Chance (laughs) Pod. That's not fair. I think you should blame the Kept Faith. 
It was Dallas's fault. Well, you know, we're going to find out, aren't we? No, I'm the common denominator. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Landon Donovan's going to break his ankle in his first appearance, and it's going to be my fault. They're going to fire you. out of the O, trip and break oh, his ankle. Gosh. Oh, no. Um, okay, well, I am so sorry to hear that, by the way. Oh, we're going to get into that, Ash. I do want to get into a little bit of uh, your former life goals talk. Uh, maybe even further back than that we'll go. It's fair. I've been around a long time. Because I don't think as many people who are fans of you, uh, fans of San Diego sports, fans of San Diego sports media, um, you know, you are obviously an integral part of San Diego sports media and you have been for many, many years, hence at 619 Sports. And I think it's I think it'd be cool to kind of get a little bit, you know, like a, a Reader's Digest version of your story, how you came to be, how you got here, how it came to be that you landed Landon. And All of this is available for comment. Okay, perfect. So we're going to get there. Um, let's set the stage. We are at Alesmith. Yes, we are. Our normal spot, uh, Thunderhawk. We were very excited to introduce you to Thunderhawk. Uh, we usually record Tuesdays, and, I've, and today is uh, a Monday. Yeah. Now, because of circumstances, God only knows when this thing's going to get posted because poor Rick had to take off, and now we have the SD card and the record button at our fingertips. So it's recording. It is Everything recording. beyond yeah. this I can't control. <laughs> I know. That's fair. <laughs> and I'll get blamed for it, I'm sure but I'll for sure try to blame you. Uh, but usually we're at Thunderhawk, which is a great spot. I would have loved to introduce you to it, but this is our second home, Ale Smith, and we are upstairs, and we're recording. It's very, isn't it's cool, right? It's a private area. It, the love Ale Smith. The 394 is my single favorite local brew, and I've tried a lot of them. Yeah, oh my gosh, you kidding me? It's a go-to, for sure. It's it, Every single bar I go to that has the 394, I order the 394. If they don't have it, I wonder why they don't have it. Right. I question their credentials. Uh, while I was here, I was going to ask if I could have the Tony Gwynn Jr., the 217. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I didn't see it immediately so on the menu. It's so mean. <laughs> so it's the, it's the Mendoza line. <laughs> oh, jerk. Um, you know it's terrible. Love you, Tony Jr. Yeah, love I you, man. Love Tony Jr. Now he's never going to come on the pod, you jerk. Um, Hopefully he I wasn't actually, listening just to this one. He absolutely listens to the podcast. No doubt about it. Zero chance he doesn't listen to this oh, podcast. no. I love you, Tony. It was a joke. <laughs> joke so jokes are for the laughs. funny thing is i when i ordered this they asked me oh do you want the unfiltered uh 394 the off season i'm like oh that i rick and i had talked about that is what it's called the off season the, the 394 unfiltered mm. and he poured me a little sample i have had it i was like let me try another one and i you know my palate is just not as advanced as i would like it to be or mm -hmm. i just don't care as much i just you know with beer for me it's like does it taste good yes then i like it you know why i don't know is it hoppier is it this is it that i, I mean i i don't know all these things i'm i know the local craft beer community thinks i'm an idiot but i i don't know all these things so when i taste tasted it i'm like yeah, my, my, i just don't it's not i can tell a little difference yeah but i i couldn't explain what the difference is right and he said well we're next our next batch of it of the unfiltered uh, off-season 394, they're going to make more of a hazy. And I said, oh, that brings up a next question that I never knew the difference between unfiltered and hazy. I said, are those just kind of like synonyms? And, you know, is it a... Yeah. And he said, well, it's a little... And he kind of went into some of the details that some people are actually adding, like, lactose to make them hazier in, in beers. I, this is all stuff that I, I was just I don't know if I can tolerate that, man. Oh, yeah? You're a little lactose intolerant, <laughs> No, I'm huh? not, but it's just a it's, line. It's just a line. Landing, landed. Anyway, beer's delicious. 394, stage is set. Here are the things off the top of my head that I know that I want to talk to you about. Okay. Should we write these down? 
Probably, but we're not going to. It's <laughs> too professional for me. The one guy who tries to keep me in line just walked out the door. He, so. he, he bolted. <laughs> so your new role is to keep me in check. Good luck. Uh, I want to talk about, okay, your your uh, career trajectory here in San Diego sports. Okay. I want to talk about um, the Padres. And, and now if Manny Machado or Bryce Harper or any big move happens before this is released and that hasn't happened right now. Blame Rick. Yeah, this is for sure Rick's fault. Uh, so I do want to talk about Machado. Sure. And I know that you were you actually were on you filled in for Darren Smith on the radio today because he, I believe, was traveling to Atlanta for Radio Row in the Super Bowl. Ostensibly, yes. Okay. I saw a picture that he posted somewhere over the ocean and I don't know what was happening there or a lake. I don't even know. Um, so I want to get into you hosting, being a fill in and and uh, your role at, at Mighty Ten Ninety. Sure. I want to talk about uh, goals. The, okay. The uh, legacy that you left there and the end of an era when you did leave i want to talk about uh your new puppy because i also got a new puppy and i think that's Love important it. for the you listeners still haven't even mentioned landon donovan i feel like you're burying the lead um i'm getting there because we're going to lead <laughs> right into that okay uh there's this guy he used to play soccer for team usa he's okay he's you know some might argue the most storied you know soccer player in american soccer history you managed to land him we're going to get deep into that and lastly, I actually want to talk about the other podcasts that you have. Okay. Um, I know the, the rise and fall of Make the Padres Great Again with Gennaro. And our, hopefully our, rise again. Our mutual friend, Gennaro. Yes. And Crossing Streams. Thank you. Crossing Streams as well, which is your podcast where you, all these streaming shows. That's my baby. And you love watching these shows, and then you do recaps on a weekly basis. See, this, I'm taking half of Rick's. Yeah, that's right fine. Now. Please don't spill it on the equipment. Nope. Um, and and I'm so you go through and you do you do a review of these yes, sir. of these shows. And I will say, you, you know, and your you just did, you just did a well, just a month and a half ago did a episode the top twenty I streaming did. shows of 2018, and you made a line. <laughs> That you said, you know, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you haven't seen 16 of the 20 I'm about to name. Yeah. And you rattled off, I think, like the first eight. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm over. I was batting over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang it. Um, but I am fascinated by right. that. And well, leaving that as an addendum for the end. You yes, got it. That's an addendum for the end. And, and part of my fascination with your Crossing Stream show is, one, I, I want to find a show that I watch as well, and I would love to invite myself. I would love to invite you to invite yourself. And this is my thing. I love to invite myself to things where I have no business inviting myself. Oh, that would be good. Um, I promise you, I don't know how many episodes. There is at least one episode of the Zero Chance podcast in our archives where I said, I cannot believe Elston has never invited me to join the celebrity soccer game. So oh, I, I'm going to uh, throw that out there because yeah. one, I know That's I'm not a celebrity, but um, but still. I am a soccer player. At least I was at one hey. point. Well, you know, and Rick and I have this ongoing thing about who was the better soccer player. Yes. I mean, I clearly was, and now he just blames that he blew out his ACL. That that's why I could run circles around him now. Uh, but I believe that even when he was healthy, I could still take him down. Yeah, uh, I believe it. A lot of things to get to. All to come. Let's start with, even though I'm bearing the lead of Landon Donovan, we're going to get there. It's important. But can you give me sort of uh, maybe, I, I don't know, I don't know if you want to start, you know, where you grew up and then go into college and then go into sort of your career in sports. Sure. But, but just sort of a, you know, walk me through the steps that you took to kind of get to where you are now. And in fact, why don't you state your actual title now with the Sockers? 
Gonna hold my right hand up yes. for the bailiff, yes. Craig Elston, E L S T E N, Chief Marketing <laughs> Officer, San Diego Soccer's, and play-by-play voice. You, that's that's awesome. That's that's the official title. It's by the way, on the air, cheers, cheers, on your man. role. That's really great. Thank you so much. So so how? Take me down the path of how you you eventually <laughs> landed as the CMO and play-by-play voice. Yeah, well, it's not through all my extensive marketing expertise. I will tell you <laughs> that. Uh, well, I'll, so I grew up in Long Beach, California. Went to Long Beach Poly High School. Was in the same senior class as Willie McGinnis. Tyus Hedney was one year uh, behind us. So we had a whale of a basketball team and a hell of a football team, too. Now, t- UCLA? Uh, Tyus went to UCLA, yeah, won the national that, championship. That he was famous, the point guard. Like from from baseline to baseline. Second layup. round against Missouri, they were and the down. O'Bannon brothers yep. were on that team. Absolutely, yeah, I remember that well. And uh, Edney got hurt in the semifinal, the national semifinal against Oklahoma State, and uh, UCLA went on to prevail in the championship yeah, game. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, so sorry, I, no, that no, was not a at major all. Major sidetrack. So uh, that's Long Beach Poly. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one year ahead of me was Calvin Brodus. Also known as <laughs> I've heard Snoop Doggy Dog. Also known as Snoop Lion. Also known as probably many other. Also known as him. Never invited back to the Padres. Uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> DJ concert <Snoop>. fest- festivities. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Snoop threw him for a loop. Yeah. So I, I went Another to Poly. One-liner. I grew up as such around big time sports. Uh, Poly sports were a big deal, even in Long Beach. You know, around that success, I went to UC San Diego. Uh, the, one of the main reasons I went there, I took a tour and a in San Diego. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. San Diego's beautiful. It's everything that Long Beach is with slightly better ra- weather and less traffic at the time. Right. Uh, maybe that's evened out. I doubt it. <laughs> I think Long Beach is still probably yeah. winning in the traffic category. Pro- probably true. Um, and during the campus tour, I just veered off the campus tour, found the student radio station, KSDT. I was already enamored with radio. By when I was 16, I, I wanted to do play-by-play. I, you know, I told you I grew up in Long Beach. That I is not a normal trajectory. But then again, you were listening to Vince Scully. I was listening to Vince Scully, Chick Hearn, and Bob Miller. Yeah. And those are the trifecta of mm-hmm. my broadcast icons slash influences. Yeah. And I would anybody who doesn't have yeah. Vince Vin Scully in the trifecta is kind of problem. It's crazy, but of those three, I would actually put Chick at the top in terms of my influence. Like because sure. Chick had passion, Chick had uh wordplay, he he had a way with words. Your style is certainly more Chick than Vin, that's for sure. A lot of honesty in his broadcasting. You call him Vin Scully a liar? No, 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 but okay. I'm saying that Chick would take his team to task. Vin was much more of a you know, a, a storyteller. Yeah. A storyteller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very much so. If the team was losing 9-1, to one, he'd talk about how the Reds relievers' grandmother once played fast-pitch softball right. or whatever. And it was right yeah. after I raced uh, Jackie Robinson on ice skates and beat him. Yeah. Uh, so, True story. Uh, different styles. Different styles, right? Um, but I, So I grew up with all that. I wanted to do play-by-play. I knew that. I knew going to college, if you went to an established shop, just throw Syracuse out there as a place that broadcasters are always told to go, right. go to Syracuse, Mike Tirico, et cetera, right? right? Um, Bob Costas and, and on and on. Going there, you might be able maybe your senior year to do a couple sports. I wanted to do all the sports right away. I walked into this student radio station. It was all pot-smoking, long hair. This is you know. on. This is on the tour of the campus. Yeah. I just broke off from the group. Like, and had you decided to go there yet? No, I was probably leaning. 
Okay. I, I knew a couple people who were there. I had heard some good do you, things. No, I don't want to. I don't want to age you, but do you want to share the year or the uh, range? I, I yeah, I was. It was 1990 that I went there. Okay. Uh, but senior year of high school was 1990, so it was sometime early in 90 that I was on this trip. And how many colleges were at UCSD at that time? Five at the time. They've added okay. a sixth. And where where did you go? I went to what's now called Thurgood Marshall College. Third. But was third when yeah. I got there. It was just. Can you tell third. that I also went to UCSD? Yes. I don't even know if we've talked about <laughs> no, this. No, I don't think we have yeah. ever. Right? The fist, fist, fist bump over the the podcast. Yeah, I was a Muron, so I went to Muir, and I loved Muir. Muir. That was my second choice. Well, you know, I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, that at least so I I went to I graduated in '97, so you were seven years ahead of me, mm-hmm. and when I came down, the the story was now if this is true or not you know how when you do your application you fill out right your top five yeah in the order you want to go in i was told that muir was now muir had they were most lax on the ge requirements you know you didn't have to take a foreign language yeah you know there were a lot of things that they were a little more lax on and i was told that if you did not choose muir as your number one you flat out did not get into muir oh wow really now i like i said could be urban legend type stuff, but that's what I was told I because a lot of the Ravel kids were like, damn, I wish I was in Muir, you know? It's like, sorry, you chose somebody else. Yeah, and even if you did, you, a lot of people got no those chance seconds. I was going to Ravel. Yeah, Ravel, those kids were too smart and too, yeah, that's too uh, you know, uptight in my, 100%. in my perception. 100%. I don't know if it changed. Couldn't do Warren, couldn't do Ravel. You know, third made sense for me. Yeah, I a dated a girl guy. from Marshall, and I, it, was a good, it was a good little school over there. Yeah. Yeah. So... I walked into KSDT. I saw that their sports department was what? Sports? And oddly, that appealed to me. Which is weird. Because I was that know. arrogant at 17 at the time, yeah, like, saying, like, I'm going to walk in and I'm going to do play-by-play as a freshman this is of the men's basketball team. Pre-858 area code in San Diego. Correct. <laughs> Correct. 619 Sports. And, and that's actually what did happen. You know, I walked in as a freshman to KSDT, and I was the sports director because there was no sports director. You became the sports director your freshman year? Yeah, absolutely, because there was no sports director. (laughs) So now I'm the sports director, right? right? Like, hey, I really want to be the sports director. And, like, two guys are in between bong hits. They're like, (laughs) sure, bro. All right. (laughs) Seems okay, man. Uh, You know, you want to shift, too? You're like, who do you want to do play-by-play? Me. Right. And we would truck... Uh, a, a folding table and some whack equipment across the hump to the old gym, which was where the men's basketball team was. And there was like one XLR input this to the pre, side of the wall. Pre-REMAC? Pre-REMAC. Mm-hmm. Very pre-REMAC. Uh, there was one XLR input in the side of the wall. And if you plugged into that, it you went into KSDT. Wow. And we called men's basketball from there, baseball from the top of the dugout into a tape recorder that we would then play on the air at like midnight. You know, I mean, I'm not even kidding. You that know, is awesome. Women's basketball, softball, maybe volleyball, like calling different sports, which turned out to be a theme, you know, throughout. And it's not unique to any play by play, man. Most play by play people have to do lots of sports, but uh, doing that very early and, and, and thinking all the way about a radio career, stupidly, f- through all of this great educational opportunity. Oh, stupid. Now it's. Maybe a little harder to wrap your head around because of the way the industry is going, but you could never have, you know, predicted the internet and podcast and the things that are probably, you know, putting radio in the spot it's in now. At the time, I mean, radio was still king. 
What was, what was Hacksaw doing when you were at UCSD? Was oh, he, he on was, your radar? He absolutely because I he I was, was the li- guy. I was listening to Hacksaw probably from junior year of high school on, maybe sophomore year of high school on. I grew up in Long Beach a Chargers fan. There's a weird story to that. My dad because both the Raiders and the Rams were still there. Right, they were, and I was a Rams fan. There was even a very short period of time, Bo Jackson, basically, that I, I was... I cannot a- tell you how... This is my exact... I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but my my grandfather worked at the Rams, and so I would go to Rams games and Angel games as a kid. Yeah. Um, I'd have to travel, go to go to the game, and he would get me in his section. We'd buy the nosebleeds. We'd come into his section. I'd watch games with my grandpa being an usher. He was a principal. When he retired, he became an usher. And But when Bo Jackson was on... So I, so I cheered for the Rams. Yeah. When Bo Jackson got on the Raiders, I was like, I'm sorry. Right. I, I have no choice but to Absolutely. cheer for this man. And I like, was a Raiders fan as long as basically Bo Jackson was around. And then that jerk uh, pulled his hip. Whatever, Chauncey Billups, Billups I think. Cl- no, Chauncey Billups is a piston. No, God, that was not right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can't remember the no, other. I can't remember some the, stupid name like that, though. He's the worst because he yeah, ruined cornerback Bo. Yeah. grabbed his hip and the rest is history. Uh, yeah, so that's how I grew up a, a fan. But I was a Chargers fan because my dad was a high school anatomy, physiology, and biology teacher. And one of the teachers in his department um, was his, I forget his first name, was Levy. And his brother, Marv, was a coach on the Chargers no staff, on the Don Coriel staff. And, of yeah. course, Marv Levy was an offensive coordinator for years, years, yeah, years, years. Yeah. And... Uh, so I used to get like pennants and media guides, and, and as a kid, that's all. That's all that, that was enough. That, that that was it, absolutely. Yeah. And so I was a Chargers fan, a Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow, yeah. you know, Chargers fan, West Chandler. From being a little kid, I, I one of my most vivid young human sports memories as a non-religious kid was being on my knees praying. For Uwe von Schaman's field goals to be missed, oh and they were both God. blocked, and I started to believe in God. Like you know, it's like, <laughs> how does this happen? Hey, no no, no matter how you get there, but that's good. To you. <laughs> yeah. So right. So like, these are some of my childhood memories, and and I I wanted to be a play by play guy badly, and looked at UCSD as as a place I could do that. I did do that. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I spent. <laughs> five years at UCSD. <laughs> you squeezed four years of education into, into five? five. Yeah, yeah I stretched four years of education over five, and uh, you know, learned a lot of things about what not to do with a microphone, which have actually stood me well over the years. Well, now, I, I want to pause you there because I do think that as you know, as uh, you know, just regular sports fans in general, when we listen to you know people who have maybe been following your career for say even the past decade, as social media has really—I mean, I know it hasn't been a full decade, or maybe it has been actually—it uh, has now that yeah. that social media has really sort of picked up and 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 people's you know online presences and people have been very aware of your career and your play-by-play with you know multiple organizations, but I I think that common fans and guys who you know maybe are not like industry insiders um like myself or i'm not suggesting i'm an insider but i feel like i have a pretty solid perception more than most and but i think that the perception is like oh well he just knows sports he can get in there and jump in and do play-by-play like they don't think about you know musicians who who land like a huge hit you know they don't they don't think about they've been 
touring bars and, and putting out crap music for right. over a decade before right. one finally hits. It's like, wow, this guy's an overnight success. It took him 20 years to get there, but he's an overnight success. Right. You know? And right. I feel like with play-by-play, like it seems what an incredible opportunity that you had in college that young to be able to you know, make those mistakes and be able to learn how to you know, kind of refine your craft. I think that's right. So you may not be able to tell because of Rick's incredible editing skills that I'm sure are about pause, to The pause unpause. No one would have ever noticed. Yeah, I know. I, but I, I refuse to let – the people need to know what's happening, and that is that I still am sitting here uh-huh. after you just hit pause and went to the restroom. Now, Rick endlessly mocks me for having to pee mid – Podcast. This may not be the last time that it <laughs> You happens. know what? It will, I for sure am good for one. I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like I have gotten better somehow. Rick, you know, Rick, it's to the point where he will see me dancing and be like, dude, do we need to pause? And do, do you need to go? Because you're making me uncomfortable with all the movements yeah. going on. And I'm yeah. like, leave me alone. Well, yes, I wanted I to devote all of myself to the Zero Chance audience, and <laughs> I didn't want any bladder distraction. I yeah. wanted to be present and, and in the moment. And bouncing around. Okay. And so we were talking about play-by-play yes. and and doing a variety of different things and attacking it at a young age and you know having a moment to pause and reflect and drain. Um, at the re- urinal, really you made, came to a revelation. Yeah, really, well, it it kind of put something back into my head because a couple of thoughts to young people, and I say this to young people who come to me who talk about wanting to do either radio or play-by-play. One thing about play-by-play I learned uh, at Roy Engelbrecht's sportscaster camp in, in the summer of my junior year in high school was you can't just say, well, I'm going to be a basketball play-by-play announcer. I'm going to be a baseball announcer. Mm. I'm going to be a hockey announcer. Right. Because you put yourself in a nearly impossible bind. If your last name isn't Buck or Kerry or Costas, Scully, you know, if you don't have a legacy that's going to get you a, a, a determined in into a sport, good luck with that. Kid. I mean, isn't Dick Enberg the perfect example of being someone at the top of his game who did like every sport? Absolutely. And I'll give you another name, a guy that's less known, but the guy like Gary Bender, like did 25 different sports. You know, and, and just I can't even name 25 just, different stories. You know, whatever you want to think of, he's probably called it at a professional level at some point. And if you're ever going to be a play by play announcer specifically, you have to make certain concessions in your life. And especially if you're going to chase a sport. You know, I met a lot of folks the last three years who were hockey announcers. And they are in a, boy, are they in a bind. Because there's 31 going on 32 jobs in the big leagues. There's 31 going on 32 jobs in the top minors. The low minors, you're not going to make a great salary. And there's another 30 clubs there. And then you're out of luck. You know, right. th- and that's not 100 so at a, jobs at a, at a, in the country. At a livable salary, yeah. I was going to say, you're sub 100. That's not 100 jobs in two countries. I shouldn't even say one country. In two countries yeah. that you could get. And yeah, then there's point. guys who do, you know, college hockey or juniors up in Toronto or British yeah, Columbia or something. Yeah. But they're probably guys who are punching the clock on a different job and then walking in and doing that on the side. Baseball. You know, I, I thought about, uh, there were two opportunities in my life that if life had gone different, I probably would have been on my own out on a baseball career. Maybe I'd be in the big leagues right now. Who knows? You know, that was the dream when I was 16. 
I know now, save the Padres calling me, I'm not going to be a big league announcer. Yeah, because your home is in San Diego. Right. Uh, but when, bef- just before 2000, uh, I was working at the mighty 690, mm, yeah. part-time. You and Lee. Hourly. Yeah, Lee was there. Tatino was there. Coach John Cantera, Chris Ello, John Rome? Chelesnick, Jim Rome, but not there there. Yeah. He was on satellite from L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the big show with Mason in Ireland, Jeannie yep. Go Go's Alasco. You know, a lot, lot of memories uh, of those days. But I was a, in 1999, I was a part-time employee, sometimes being asked to run the board still, which was the first job I had there. Yeah. Uh, this is four years out of college. Yeah. And all of that time at 690. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I felt like things had really, really stalled there, and not felt like they had. Yeah, they had completely stalled. And you know, I think Fricky and Salisbury was the morning show at that time, which is funny because I just heard Fricky on with with Scott Kaplan today. Uh, that and is random. He works in Atlanta now. Super Bowls in Atlanta. Fricky, Fricky. I need an agate. First day he was in the job, he's like, oh, "I need an agate." I was like, "What the hell is an agate?" It was the college basketball rankings. That's what he wanted. <laughs> um, but, and I, I had a, an interview, an opportunity and an interview with the single A Visalia A's. Okay. And there was a minute that I thought in a, in a long-term relationship that wasn't a marriage yet, uh, with the career looking really whack at that point, that I might be out there beating the bushes in the Cal League. Yeah. With the Visalia A's. Now, with the person you were dating, did is it now, you're now wife? Now my wife. Okay. And it wasn't very long thereafter that Clear Channel acquired the Padres' rights. 690 had been purchased by J-Core, which was about to be purchased by Clear Channel. And the opportunity for myself and Ben Higgins, who was also at 690 in a part-time role... Yeah. To go to Kogo, be the Padres pre- and post-game hosts, and contribute sports to the morning show, San Diego's First News, a full-time job, which was my first in the business, was presented to me. And it was Padres, the big leagues. Yeah. Right? Never mind single A. Right. The big leagues. It's just not play-by-play. It's pre- and post, but, you know. Yeah, but still. It's Play-by-play adjacent. Yeah. Right? Kogo, big station, big ratings, even bigger than 690, and their ratings were big. Uh, and I jumped at that. And so I wasn't with the Visalia A's. Yeah. Uh, in 2001 and 2002, while I was in that job at Kogo, I had the opportunity and did two springs of Cactus League play-by-play for... MLB.com, basically, for, for, okay. for Major League Baseball online. And it was internet play-by-play. And at that time, that was like, what? You're going to listen to the radio on your computer? Sounds stupid. Right. I mean, pre-smartphone, pre-smart right. anything, yeah. right? But I did that, and I got to say, those were two of the best months of my entire life. <laughs> two different marches in 2000, March 2001, March 2002. Cactus League, play-by-play, man. Uh, one year, I had a pretty steady 
color commentator. The next year, I had a rotating group that included like Tom Candiotti and Rod Allen, who did the Tigers for years. Oh, cool. And Greg Schulte, who's still the Diamondbacks play-by-play announcer. Like all these different cats that I got to work with. And every day, it was a different Cactus League game. Right. So we'd be in Maryvale one day, and we'd be in Peoria the next, and then we'd be in Surprise. Well, it wasn't Surprise then. You know, then we'd Some be, other city. Yeah. yeah, we'd be downtown with the A's, and then Diablo Stadium with the Angels, and then out to Ho-Ho Camp Park for the Cubs. Yeah. You know, and after the 01 version of that, that winter, a guy who was an executive producer there offered me a chance to move to New York and to work for... ML BAM, basically, the MLB Advanced Media, right. which spawned MLB Network right, and right, right. everything else. Well, I had gotten married to my longtime girlfriend right. in December of 01. And this happened? Basically then. Simultaneously. Basically then, or yeah. the month after right. that. And you guys were like, not picking up and going to the East Coast. That's exactly right. It was like, yeah. well, I just got married. So, okay, so what if, what, uh, gosh, talk about one of your all-time what-ifs, but what if, what if you hadn't just got married or, or you know, you weren't settling yeah, down make in San me, Diego? Make me six years younger and in a different situation. Would I'd, you probably, I'd probably go there and I've probably been on MLB Network for 10 years. Or maybe it didn't work out. Who knows, right? Right. But, I mean, Nobody if it was knows. instead of the Visalia A's, if it was the Detroit Tigers and they said, would you have picked up and gone to Detroit? Oh, absolutely. I would. For a shot at the, at the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um... But that's that's different than I'm going to New York for at no, the time. What was a, a, a startup a, a, a and a crazy speculative idea. project? Yeah. Right yeah, startup now, and a crazy idea. right? Who's to know? Right? right? Maybe I would be an MLB network host for the last dozen years. Maybe that job would have led to a, a network play-by-play job or a, a local play-by-play job that I would have happily taken. But I wouldn't have been in San Diego my whole life. Right. So you know, there's there. I passed you, on many job opportunities to stay in San Diego. And you can so always I say what if, how much I feel yeah, right on this. And, and and you're right. You don't know. You look at the people who who maybe took the spot that you could have taken instead of you, and you look at their career, and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what if I would have, you know?" And this "what if" game, like, it, it it's terrible. It's no, no fun to sure. play. It's like there, there's a reason that you're here and a reason that you stayed. Um, well, it's gotten to this point, right? I mean, the, and there were probably fifteen different inflection points where I thought I've definitely made poor choices that have led to poor outcomes. You know, I mean, look. And I alluded to it before, but radio, radio ain't a career, guys. Like, if you're out there and you think you've got a career coming in radio, you're just, you're just wrong. Right. You're wrong. The most highly paid, successful people in radio know they are probably on their last great contract. Right. The Colin Cowherds, the Jim Romes right. of the Even world. Even the locals that you love, you right. know, know that the big money ain't there anymore. And all of them have podcasts now, right. by the way, yep. because that's the direction it's going. The world's flattened out. Darren, Scott. 100%. Darren Smith, Scott Kaplan. I mean, a lot of, uh, obviously, Dave and Jeff are no longer on Terrestrial Radio anyway, but, you know, they, the podcast they're, is certainly Now they're there. at least scratching by on the Their podcast avenue. they got. They've got something coming out of that podcast. Right. And, I mean, I'm, let's, I don't want to uh, paint it all as sunshine and roses because there are they, you know, full-time jobs associated no, 100%. with- No, 100%. You have how many podcasts do you currently have? Uh, th- four. 
Crossing streams, make the Padres great again. The Soccer's Overtime podcast. Soccer's Overtime. And I'm actually host of the League's podcast as well, the official MASL podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, which is just four. This week will be four episodes deep, so it's just started. <laughs> That's really cool, though. Yeah, no, I mean, we started Soccer's Overtime this year, and the League was like, okay, yeah, we need that. Yeah. Could you do it? And I'm like, okay, I'll do it if you set it all up for me, and it's still a pain in my ass. But, <laughs> I'll, but I, I do it you, because I'll, I love the League, and I want the sport to succeed. When I looked at when I when I listened to the 2018 Crossing Streams uh, top 20 movie list, it had suggested below, and it had your Soccer's Overtime podcast as a suggestion. And I think you'll find this funny because it's like six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. It had uh, you know nothing, John Gennaro. John Gennaro as a suggestion. <laughs> Which is so great. And I, like, you know, shout out to that. I don't know if they're going to do it again. Similar to the way that I've invited myself. I would like to invite myself to do a Game of Thrones podcast with Ben and Gennaro because well, we're just, I don't even know if we're it's going to We're just going to fold that shit into Crossing Streams. Okay. Like, well, that's just happening. Well, we're going to fold we're gonna that right in. We're going to a little, uh, little competition, a little head-to-head. Hey. I think that the two of us can go head-to-head with Ben and John, no problem, when that, it comes to uh Seeing as John won't show up for over half of the podcasts. It's, <laughs> He's a busy man. It's a very He's safe a busy bet. man. And he has a little baby. He so does. He I does. I'm busy too. I still find my way in. Yes, you but do. <laughs> you make time. You make time. Okay. So right. So fill us in between that this stage yeah, in your that life and to here. no to from there to the goals. Okay. So I got that job at Kogo, and that was a good job for me. It was middle class money, you know, around forty grand, maybe a little less, but. Uh, Middle-class money. I came in after the first, the first four years of the Kogo deal, Ben and I would split the mornings because we were doing pre and post every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like he did Monday through Friday and I did the weekends or something. It was right. the two of us together, all 162, no Which, breaks. by the way, it's pretty crazy that 20 years later, the two of you, yeah. you know, are still prominent figures in San Diego sports media. It's really cool. That It is kind of weird. And then we neither one of us left, you know, yeah. I guess and that's not that weird. We're all San Diegans. Um, right. But so it used to be we would alternate in the mornings. And then after 03, that that became my thing was to do the mornings mm-hmm. uh, on first news. Then 1360 a.m. was progressive talk. It was so weird. Liberal political talk. Oh, and I worked on that station simultaneous to Kogo for three years working on the Stacey Taylor show, who is a brilliant radio talent. I actually ran into at the Trader Joe's in La Mesa very randomly last week. And uh, shout out to Stacey Taylor, who generally lives in Rosarito, but was shopping in La Mesa that day. <laughs> zero chances listening right now. Uh, zero. Zero point zero. Yeah. And, uh, but Stacey Taylor, big influence on my career, taught me a lot about conversational radio, taught me a lot about solo radio, um, morning show radio, uh, definitely a major influence. In the end of 2007, everybody except me at KLSD, Progressive Talk Radio, got blown out. I got to stay for the birth of Extra Sports 1360. Last man standing. I was at the time. And then that became uh, first an update job there with some weekends. And then eventually I hosted 9 a.m. to 12 on... 1360 for about four months in 2008 and then inauguration day for obama in 2009 half our building was fired 
Not fired. Are you trying to blame Obama for that? What's no, going on? Okay. but I will tell you. Is this, and this like is when an, you blame me for getting fired from no. the goals? <laughs> Obama was not to blame. If anyone was to blame, Mitt Romney was to blame because Bain Capital purchased Clear Channel and downsized it. And Romney was in charge of Bain Capital. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was Bain Capital who purchased Clear Channel and reduced their overhead by fleecing, not fleecing, by getting rid of 45% of the nationwide workforce. Yeah, that's gnarly. And it was like over half of the San Diego building, which had eight radio stations in it at the time. And I remember there was a lot of speculation leading up to that day. You know, I had been a full-time radio employee, nothing but radio in my career up until that day. At the time, I was hosting the morning show, doing the morning updates for Kogo, and hosting all of the Aztecs coverage that the that iHeart or Clear Channel at the time yeah. had. Uh, so I thought, like, for the amount they're paying me, I thought I was safe, even if there was a clear cutting, because I was just doing so much. Right. Yeah. For like thirty six yeah, grand no, or something. Yeah. No one person could have stepped in and right taken I all thought. those roles. And and that's true. Multiple people did <laughs> fill in. And I, I even went to work that day and did the updates on the Dan Patrick show from 6 to 9. Uh, because that was my job. I did the updates from 6 to 9, and then I did my show from 9 Wait, to 12. Wait, you, you never crossed paths with Darren when he was with Dan Patrick? No. Okay. No, those were separate. But uh, And then I remember I did my 8.30 update, and I went back into the newsroom where I we had this computer program that you could do all your scripts and it would just automatically load into the other room and I went in and I couldn't get into my script and right at that moment uh, Brian Wilson put his head through the door D-dub. and said hey uh, and he was sweating bullets like he was just drenched in it sweat it felt terrible I'm sure well he had to fire all of his staff except Josh Rosenberg that day um, which that came later <laughs> no, yeah. not did. meant to be a joke it I love Rosie That's I love Rosie too he's on his feet very well in the Bay Area yeah. so it's not a problem with his own podcast by I the am. way that's true yeah. um, and he said yeah you need to go down the hall Bill Pugh needs to see you and th- you know I was one of many I, it wasn't just me man it was right. like I said it was half the, the store but it was the first time I'd ever been let go from anything other than a summer job at a retail store it was the only other time I'd ever been like... Uh, Abercrombie? No, it was like some weird store on 2nd Street in Long Beach that sold stuff that had cartoon images on it. I, f- I even forget <laughs> the name of it. Uh, it's probably for the better. It probably, yeah. It, wasn't, rem- it wasn't, wasn't a time to remember. So how long before the next gig? So get this. I wasn't hired again in radio until summer of 2012 at 1090. Mm-hmm. But when we were all let go, any people who had accrued time... like. Bain Capital paid for severance packages for all full-time employees. It wasn't Clear Channel. It was Bain Capital. They paid for severance packages. Shout out to Mitt. Yeah, shout out, Mitt. And uh, <laughs> for a guy like me, I had like 10 years with the company at that time. I I got nine months paid severance. That's awesome. For Yeah, it really was. I mean, nine mo- that's people dream of getting let go and having nine months of cushion before they have to find what's next 100 percent. so in those nine months chris ello danny simmons and myself created 619sports.net which was an insanely ahead of its time website yeah a website that if i i truly believe if we had stuck with it would have us all sitting pretty wow already yeah 
because we were about podcasting. We were about topical podcasting. We you were, were blogging before blogging was a thing. We were about embedding video in our blogs, not just having it be a written blog, but having video there. Like all the things that are now completely standard yeah. in, in, in sports. You hear that, Dallas? Website. Craig was first. Go ahead. Damn right. The kept faith. You guys know it, too. You know. You know. Uh, I love Dallas and Rick. I think they have a little bit of a pissing match sometimes about who was uh, the first to be the, you know, blogging scene. For sure. So 619sports.net was my life for about three years. Yeah, I was the titular head of it. Chris was my, you know, we were we were co-business partners. He's your consigliere. We were co-partners. It was it was the two of us. And then Danny Simmons was our producer, and he was really the heartbeat of the whole thing. He's still one of the best producers I've ever met in my life. Uh, and now works at Pacers, but that's a different story. Oh and uh, <laughs> we really built the thing up. It, it did really well. And in the fall or winter of that year, Chris got an offer to come back to 1360 work with Ben in the morning and do Aztecs football uh, color commentary. And Chris took that. And I, I don't blame him for taking it. And I think if it was offered to me, I would have probably taken it or at least considered taking it. And then, and then that would have led to eventually the world of sports, according to Craig and Ben. Well, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, you don't know. But th- when Chris went back to 1360... 619sports.net took a big hit. Yeah, for and, sure. And he was still there. And it, again, it's no knock on Chris. Like I said, I, I would have done the same thing. You and Chris still, are you guys close? Are you still I mean, we're still, we still talk. Yeah. I don't think we're particularly close, but when we bump into each other, it's not unpleasant. He had some really nice things when the gulls let me go, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, it definitely, I mean, that hurt. You know, I thought 619 Sports had a chance to be a success, but I couldn't do it by myself. Right. And, and Danny had his own things. He was a young guy. We all needed to get paid. Nine months only lasted so long, you know. And the thing that I found to keep things alive was I let was I found a way for 619sports.net to become the broadcast hub for the San Diego Soccers. And the Soccers were just coming into being in 2009. Yeah. That same year, and I met Phil Silvaggio for the first time through our mutual friend Matt Schultz. Uh, we who we all played poker together, and uh, that's how I was introduced to Phil for the first time. And I pitched that to him, and they of course had nothing dot nothing at the time. Yeah. And so we started doing road streaming radio internet broadcasts via six one nine via six one nine sports dot net. Yeah. And we were the radio home of the soccer's or the internet home of the soccer's, and then we gradually added video to that, to the broadcasts. Uh, And that's how I started with soccer's, and after the first year of doing that, 2010, I started doing media relations for them in addition to... So what year did your role end with the soccer's first? When I went to the Gulls in 15. In 15. Yeah, so I was with them from 2009 to 15. And then, I apologize for fast-forwarding here, but I feel like this is going to be a 17-hour podcast if I don't... So I do have a long life story. <laughs> I, this is great. It's no, it's really fun because a lot of the stuff I didn't know, and and a lot of people who follow, I feel like if if people are listening to this podcast, they're probably fairly tuned into San Diego sports. So I think that this is stuff that's very interesting to them. So when in fifteen you got to the goals, how many years were you with the goals? Three seasons. Three seasons three as play by play. Was that your sole role? Was the play by play, or did you have? Other, I mean, I know you were kind of the company spokesman as well, but I don't know if that was an official title or just 
came with the territory. Uh, that came with the territory as the voice of the team. Um, my first year at Gulls, I did a number of secondary, let's say, communications jobs. Okay. Under the director of communications. Uh, at that time, Sam Kieke, for a young kid who was very, very bright. Um, and I would write the press notes. Right, 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 know, right. Yeah, little things like, that just added your... Stuff like that. Uh, and that changed a little bit my second and third year, uh, particularly more into the third year, where gradually things were just kind of stripped, stripped away, and it was more of just announcing the game and doing the things that came with that, the podcast, some video stand-ups, stuff like that. Right. What? Okay, before I get to the departure from the goals, and I know that we're going fast now, but I, I also want to keep, I want to respect your time and we're, we're oh, I get it. You're 48 minutes in. Don't worry. So, but, uh, did, by the way, I signed Landon Donovan later. There's, there's really a happy ending <laughs> coming really to this. Just spoiler alert. It is so cool. LD I mean, like, that's finish. like a headstone type stuff. Like Craig Elston, I signed Landon Donovan, you know, RIP. Um, it's really cool. What. First of all, before I get to the, the departure of the goals, which I, I didn't want to get to, Darren, did Darren coin the phrase Craigasm? Mm-hmm. And, and, Unless and, Jordan did behind the scenes. Okay. But, yeah. and, and how did you feel about that? I definitely had mixed feelings. Yeah. <laughs> there is a connotation associated with that term. And, and, you know, well, let me just say this in regards to that. I do have a serious point on that. Okay. Um, I didn't expect you to put a serious point into this, so I'm curious. Well... And look, it's going to tie into the next topic that you're planning to bring up, too. So I've always believed that I bring a lot to the microphone as a play-by-play announcer from a technical standpoint, that I provide a detailed description. Some, pl- some announcers don't provide as much detail as I do. That I'm on the ball, not behind the ball. Right. Or on the puck, not behind the puck. Right. However you want to put that, but not a player, not an announcer who's filling in from the back and you hear the, the swish and the cheer. And then a second later you hear good, you know, oops. And uh, <laughs> like, so there's certain, and I, I think, and I said to my bosses at goals multiple times, like, I think the best work I do is between the goals, not the goal itself. Right. Whereas the goal itself is the one that gets the most play 100%. on repeat and you get, you know. Uh, barstool posting you and you get right so i i dating back to soccer's mm-hmm. okay which was the first regular goal sport that right. i did that right. wasn't runs or baskets or touchdowns yeah. yeah yeah from soccer and i've always been more of a mexican announcer than i've been a canadian announcer let's Fair. just put it that Fair. way yeah. okay I always said and thought goals are to be celebrated. The goal is the ultimate achievement. Now, that doesn't mean being Andres Cantor and going, goal, and, you know, seeing how long, although, you know, if you you want to do that. You can hold it for a minute and a half, yeah. If you want to do that, I think that is a purely Mexican style. I think that is specific to the country of Mexico, but if you want to do that, you can do that. My partner on soccer is Nate Abrea, who is the English language announcer for the Cholos. He Call soccer soccer's goals goal yeah. and I mean that's his style yeah. right and they're they're a Mexican team so <laughs> uh, but I've always thought a goal should be celebrated so whether that's a funny play on words whether that's a, a, a 
call that's specific to the player that's a nickname or a, a yeah. riff or that's kind of his goal call you know all those things i always enjoyed and i think the fans really took to and uh i did the same thing with gulls right and celebrated those goals so to have my whole portfolio or kind of my whole thing be just boiled down to craig asm that makes me kind of an out of control announcer who just screams. Yeah, and I don't, I don't believe that I am that announcer. <sighs> okay, that's uh, you. I, I see now where you're going with this and, and the bridge that you're you're making here. And as a fan, uh, a listener, and and I, I will say this, you know, Darren, I uh, we've had Darren multiple times on the Zero Chance Pod, and we Rick and I are huge fans of Darren. I think he's the best at what he does in San Diego. And I I certainly, as I I always felt like it was high praise to you. It sounds like, now, obviously, hindsight 2020, it sounds like this perception of the Craigasm, which to me as a listener was a fun, it's like, oh, I get to hear Elston's call right. because I was not listening to goals games. No, sure, right. Like, I am not a hockey fan. I have been to half a dozen goals games. I've loved the experience. I told you last time you were on the pod, right before you got fired because of Dallas, that jerk, <laughs> that Laughlin. you were the majority of the reason I even cared about the goals. Right, and and I I, I did say that. I mean that, and that is real. I always viewed the Craigasm thing as a fun, as a bringing attention to the goals. I I felt like it was really shining a spotlight. Not on your work as a whole, but uh, on how fun it could be to be a part of an experience of minor league hockey. I don't even know if that's the correct no, term. That is the exact correct term, although they don't want to hear it. Okay, well, and and it sounds like what you're saying, and you, I'll let you tell this story, but if I'm putting, you know, if I'm connecting the dots, that, that maybe when your time came to an end, you were viewed as some sort of like caricature of yourself when it came to calling these plays and the content in between the goals wasn't sufficient enough to match the craziness of calling the goal and that maybe those craigasm calls brought more attention that you would have liked to only your ecstaticness and not the staying ahead of the puck as you put it is that how you put it i'm not sure or on it yeah on the puck well I'll just put it this way. There was at least one specific person and maybe two within the goals that did not like that. And they weren't the people who hired me. Huh. And, and so, like, when you talk about, well, Craig, what happened with the goals? Why? Why? Three years. And I'm trying to put you in a spot where success. I know you don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I also I think people want to know kind of what went down. Well, and, and I so, don't know what you can and can't yeah, share. Yeah, and, and well, it's not about can and can't. It's about what's the point. Right. At what this you, point. Well, and you're making a career decision on you. You don't want to be the guy that burns bridges as soon as you, you know. Oh, well, 100 percent. Look, I, I still work in this town. This is a small town. Everything comes back around. You yeah. never know. I mean, your life story that you just now, told about right. the different station hopping and, and all that. Right. I mean, you never know 10 years from now yeah. who you might want need to work for again or right. want to work for again. Yeah. Uh, or what, who, you, whether they ben, would want to Ello, work for you. Darren, Chris, like it's crazy. Right. Every, it's all connected. This is true in every job. If you are hired by someone and then someone else takes the job of the person who hired you. Yeah. You are no longer employed by the person who hired you. 
Right. I mean, that sounds very, you know, overly basic or pedantic, um, but that's that's a fact of business, right. and especially in sports, people want to have their guys. Now, I thought after three years with Gulls that I had ingratiated myself with everybody in the department. Right. And that included front office. It certainly included the coaching staff. It certainly included the players. It certainly included at least the people that interacted with me from Anaheim. Like, I got a lot of positive feedback. It certainly included the fans. Yeah. They were very happy with what I did. There was one person, I don't need to get into it, there was one person who was not there in year one, came in in year two, had a position above me in the department that just wasn't a fan. Yeah. And certainly the Craig Asim stuff was part of it. And certainly he wanted someone who was very generic and very much kind of like the Anaheim announcers. Very God, so weird. Very like, that dry. just feels so like, short-sighted. And well, so- the Ducks are a very conservative organization. <sighs> That's something I learned right away was how conservative they were. Yeah. I was certainly one of the most, so to speak, liberal things there. Um, I'm not speaking politics there. I'm just talking yeah. about style. Personality. Yeah. Style. And uh, so for two years, I worked for someone who didn't didn't like the job I did. And yeah, he didn't want me to be there after the first year. And, he, and it didn't happen the way he wanted. And then the second year, it happened the way he wanted. And I think for the top boss, who I respect, Matt Savant, I think if, if someone who you entrusted in a leadership position tells you for two straight years that the problem is this guy eventually you have to listen you either have to fire the guy who's recommending that to you or you have to fire the guy he's recommending you get rid of yeah which is i mean that's a catch-22 in business every time is you know you choose you choose the leadership team you know the point of you choosing them is so that you rely on them and and have to go around them and make that it's a it's a tough call that's that's hard but you know what but if matt would have done that geez yeah and you might Still be there. But, hey. You know what? If you were still with the goals, you wouldn't have Brady, signed Landon Donovan. I want to tell you right now, thank you for this transition. I wouldn't be as happy. Yeah. I wouldn't be as happy. Okay, so this is this is me. great. Let's do it. Let's get into soccer. So, you know. Do we want to get a beer before we get into soccer? I love it because that means an excuse for me not to say that I had to stop this to pee. <laughs> let's so go get a beverage. Let's get a beverage. And let's get into some soccer talk. Let's talk soccer. You bet. All right. All right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Three to one. Jinx. You owe me a beer. Oh, nope. you already got it. Oh, Thank yeah, you I got so you a beer. much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. All right, soccer's. Let's get into this. So, right. I mean, let po- me start with how I stopped. So, I worked for Phil Salvaggio in the soccer's for six years. Play by play, we had a radio deal for maybe four of the six years with 1090 slash 1700. I had the most bizarre. <laughs> it was so. It was so bizarre. I already said the S word on here. I almost cursed again. Are you guys? You guys are an explicit tab. No explicit no, tab. No, we are not an explicit tab. However, I you know I choose not to to curse. I and it's not that I don't in real life. It's just I feel like I like it. It's it's not a um. It's not something I'm proud of when I do. And yeah. so I try to. I like to have it so that. And I've said this before. In fact, Darren actually got very angry at me. Darren came on and didn't curse because I said like, "Hey, sometimes I want to be able, I want my kids to be able to listen to this." Sure. And and then Woods came on the next week and cussed like a sailor the entire oh, time. Oh, Woods can't go one dipping, sentence without dipping. Well, I'm, but yeah. he's on the radio. If he can go a sentence, he chooses not to. Not and so on the he podcast. He was nuts. Yeah. 
and, and every then, crossing and then, streams and, with woods has the explicit tag. Right, and then Darren comes back to me. He goes, "What? What was that? I thought we were supposed to like." He's like, "I could have been so much better if I could have cursed right. like Woods did." And I'm like, "Okay." So anyway, so I had want. the most bleeping crazy ar- situation. Okay, where at soccer's, I worked at media relations, you know, director of communications and play by play. My peer and cohort was Joe Titino, the director of marketing. Yeah, yeah. And our boss was the general manager, John Quintero. Oh, how funny. And then I forgot that we Quintero would migrate down to 6160 Cornerstone Court, where I would be an on-air talent with my peer, John Quintero, and our boss, Joe Titino. And this continued for several years and was and extraordinarily was strange. Tight with Landon, if memory serves. Because Galaxy. Because mm-hmm. he's been the Galaxy announcer forever. Yeah. So I loved my time even then with soccer. And I wasn't making great money. Right. I was making barely okay money. Not even really. But it was, it was a great job that you I made loved. It work. I put my heart and soul into it. We really did build it up. We were averaging around... 4,500, 5,000 attendance in the second to last year with John and I there. And uh, I wanted to go full-time at soccer's. And a lot of people in the organization wanted me to do that. And at the end of the 14-15 season, I made that pitch to go full-time, to move into the office, to be able to go into the office on a regular basis. And I, I don't feel like I'm really speaking out of school here. John was looking for a raise for himself at the time as GM. He hadn't had a raise in a couple of years. I was asking to go full-time. Which would in turn lead to a raise for you. Right. And John put the block on it. And he told me. He, he, he kind of went at a meeting in March or April at the end of the season. We had our end-of-year roundtable, and we all talked about this, that, and the other. And then at the very end of it, he shook my hand, and in a low voice, he was like, hey, I don't think that raise in full-time is going to happen for you. And I'm like, well, you're the GM. <laughs> okay. I said, okay. And on the way home that day, I contacted Ernie Hahn oh, wow. at the sports arena yeah. and asked what I needed to do to get my name in with Gulls. And Ernie arranged a meeting with Ernie. Were you already a big hockey guy? Not at all. No, well, let me put it this way. I was a huge hockey guy. Remember, I said there were three guys I listened to growing up. Right. Chick Hearn, Vince Scully, Bob Miller, the voice yeah. of the L.A. Kings. Yeah, Bob Miller was the one who I didn't know. When I was that. a diehard Kings fan. Okay, so, I mean, you've been watching the sport. You're a fan of the sport. Listening I was a to play fan of play. the sport. And then they went. Remember when they canceled an entire season? No. Of the NHL? No. It was that in the shows late, you what kind of hockey fan In I the am. late 90s, they canceled an entire... I do entire, remember Gretzky coming It was a LA. lockout, but it was an entire... Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> Sorry to take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> I remember when Gretzky went to LA. Well, no, I'm just saying that was... 88. But what I'm saying is that that was, a, those, that was an, a moment that was clearly, in my life, bigger to me... I was 10. That's what we're trying to do with Landon. I was 10 years old. Right. That was a bigger deal than apparently they missed a whole freaking season. Now, ask me about any one of the baseball, and I, right. would, I would know those. So, right, hockey. just like 94 destroyed baseball for several people, right? And especially Tony, anyone in Montreal 400. and San Diego. Uh, the NHL took an entire season off. It was a lockout. 
Yeah. But I um, care less. They they took an entire season off. They came back with far more uh, Russians and European players than had been there before. There was a lot of Vladivostovs and Ivan Drogos, Han- Hamanov and Zamanovs. And they switched from home team wearing white to home team wearing dark. And like all this happened after a complete year off. And I walked. I was like very many NHL fans. I walked. I was just like, screw you guys. I'm done. Okay. We were working in so many other sports, right? right? I had so many other things to pay attention to. So I never announced a hockey game in my life until this one at KSDT, San Diego State versus UCSD. You could barely call it college hockey match. <laughs> that's, okay. that's mean-spirited. That was one. That was the one and only time I ever announced hockey before I got the Gulls' job okay. to yeah. announce hockey. But my sales pitch to Ari was indoor soccer, hockey, five by five, five on five with a goalie, line right. changes. I know the sport. Power plays. I can clearly, yeah. Right. You know the whole thing, right? And he believed in that. He, he's. You know, Ari saw in me what I could become. Yeah. Do you keep in contact with Ari? Absolutely. Yeah. Seems like a good dude. Amazing dude. He's with the Coyotes now? No. Did, was he? Yes. Oh, I was like, geez, did I completely miss the mark on that? I'll get there. All right. It's not that important. Just no, I mean, it is. So Ari believed in me, gave me that chance. And I got the opportunity to do the Gulls with zero hockey experience. I guarantee you there's no one else in the AHL who's ever been given that chance other than the beginning of it. That's cool. And uh, it was great. And Ari and I forged an amazing relationship. And then at the end of his first season, he took the job to be the COO of the Arizona Coyotes. Right. Can't hate on that. No, you can't hate on that. And I actually thought it was going to bring me to the NHL, Brady. I mean, you know, he and I had conversations yeah. along those lines yeah. like he just needed to get established and he was going to bring me over but he went over to Arizona with the stated goal of create of getting a new arena deal and he got one in Tempe and it fell through uh. and when it fell through he fell through oh and he is now the president and COO of Immortals in the Overwatch League which is esports uh. up in Los Angeles Oh, and do uh, do they have play by play on esports? They do. They're called shoutcasters instead of broadcasters. Uh, I explored it. I know a guy who can shout. (laughs) It scared me poopless. Yeah, because I don't know these games, you know, and I could, but but, uh, you know, that's something I'm I'm not ruling out. Yeah, I was gonna say that feels like. The beginning of something like like that is almost like radio is like, and we're going to pass the baton to esports. <laughs> something, believe me, I'm not ruling out. Yeah, my level and base of knowledge is not there. It's right, just but, not there. But if it's something that, and there's 15 year olds who know one billion times more than me, specific to the arena. Right. And if I walk in wrong, I'm going to get no, just no, it's torched a, and carved and sent out. Yeah, it's a, on a, sli- it's a on hire a me and allow me to spend six months immersed in this world and learning every aspect right. of it, and then I'm ready to go. Not impossible if this job hadn't come along, okay? Right. Something I've strongly considered this summer. Let me yeah. just put it this way. That's strongly fair. considered yeah. this summer. Okay. So Phil Salvaggio, right, so I get let go by gulls, whatever. It happens. 
It's a business thing. This happens to announcers all the time. Yeah. You know, this did, is a great oral history, by the way. Did it hurt me? It absolutely hurt me. Psychologically, in my soul, in my heart, it burned me. Cause which, I put, wait, which part? Which part? The gulls. Because I put a lot into it. Yeah. Like, I put myself into it. I mean, I, I, that's not surprising to me. I mean, not to get too far, you know, behind the curtain, but I certainly reached out to you um, off the record and just shared because you can't give the type of performance that you gave on a night in, night out basis without your heart being involved. Right. Anybody that has a freaking pulse can recognize that. And so I... My assumption, of course, was apparently correct in that, like, they had to have crushed you. And no, it did. hard. Plus, I thought I was in a really stable spot. You yeah, know? because you were doing so well and everyone in the city. Like, I, I mean, people would come to the. I can't. I mean, I probably came up and visited you. I mean, I don't think a lot of. Obviously, we know each other personally, but, you know, I wouldn't go to a game without at least texting you and being like, I'm right. here. Can I come say hi? Right, you know, because sure. I didn't want to be rude and just show up while you're mid play. But hey, I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot of lessons, important lessons. Yeah. I learned a ton about how a truly professional sports organization is run, which is what the Gulls are. They are tip top. They are absolutely professional. And and please, and I know this is maybe 18 minutes later, 12 minutes late, but I have nothing but good things to say about the Gulls. People have decisions about announcers. They have the right to let them go. You know, that's a right. I had a yearly contract. I did not have a birthright to the position. That's fine. I, was there and I know you I was can't see my there. eyes rolling on this podcast, but I mean, you're a stand-up person, and that's why you're saying that. And I appreciate that about you and your character. And so that, of course, goes a long way. Um, I know you don't want to burn bridges. I know you, I know you want to. You, you do live in this town. You want to be able to, you know, keep your options open for whatever the future holds. It's uh, just, you know, as I'm fans, in my position too now. Like what's I know the point? you're in a great spot, but man, as fans, it's, I, you know, like we felt wronged. You know, we felt like this was an un, uh, unjust firing. We felt like justice needed to be served. You know, I wasn't crazy to go so far as I'm boycotting the goals. You know, like it's a fun thing to go do with buddies and customer right. events. And but like I couldn't name a single goals player over the last three years. That's the level of my fandom. But part of the reason I came was because of your enthusiasm. I've said that many times. I've already said it in this podcast. I'm saying it again. I want you to know that from a fan perspective, casual whatever the less than casual fan is is me um even i you know it, it it hurt me that you not only because i knew you personally but just because i thought it was so messed up i just thought you were so good at what you did and and i love that you know what okay fine well, i'm no, not I asking you to throw that. anybody on the bus there's no, no, somebody no. there didn't like you and and there was a uh you know and they they made it their goal to get rid of you and whatever that guy sucks um I know you can't say that. My word's not yours. That guy sucks, whoever that is. And if I know him, I want to punch him in the nuts. But um, without that, you're not landing Landon. So tell me. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's let's get into it. So how did this happen? So I got the opportunity to come back to the Sockers. And And you're like, give me me Partello's job. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, but it was such an amazing challenge for me. Yeah, but you're because, not a marketing guy. Because right, but I've 
been around everything, right? Like I, I've got a, I feel no, no. like I've got a exposure. good feel for the town. Tons of exposure. I feel like I get a good feel on, on what a feel works for the in town. San Diego. Absolutely. You know, like what has clicked and not clicked for teams that I've either been around or covered. And you've watched the boom or the bust of different um, advertising campaigns and marketing campaigns. Sure. Watched Twitter lose their minds for the positive and for the negative. Right. You know, when when stuff hits the fan or when stuff hits really well, you know, like you you know, you, you have your finger on the pulse of San Diego sports and that's why people love you. And so, so obviously so the, they yeah. saw that. So Phil Salvaggio and I met at his beach house in the summer and, and took a walk along Mission Beach and sat down. He told me about some, believe it or not, there's big stuff still as yet unannounced. Oh, my gosh. For the you guys gonna, you, Is David Beckham coming? <laughs> right. I'll cry. <laughs> Just a couple of former no, Galaxy they, legends coming they, to play here in San Diego. Still amazing things to Posh come. Posh Bice is going to be the central the, cheerleader. In the short future of the soccer. In the near future of the soccer. Uh, we used to have them. We got rid of them. Okay. And, uh, you know, come on. Me too. Posh. Hashtag me too. Uh, and I was intrigued at the opportunity to come back to an organization that's trying to change its market position over time. You know, the soccer's, their market position in San Diego before I got there, not saying I'm all about it, but pretty low, you know? I well, mean, and let's not pretend that the Chargers aren't part of this equation as well. The sure. Chargers are gone. That's a perfect, I mean, NFL is king in America. NFL leaves San Diego. Padres suck. Yeah. And the soccer's have a, I mean, that this is the prime opportunity to elevate your status if there ever was one. So who are you going to yeah. bring on board to help you do Plus, that? Plus, coming back from Gulls, I had a real opportunity for three years to learn what a top-flight organization looks like. Yeah. How it's constructed, how ticket sales is constructed, how promotions is constructed, how community, go down the list, right? Yeah. How, this is how it's done because the Gulls prided themselves, yes, we're AHL, but we're going to run ourselves like NHL. Yeah. And so I could see that, like, at the very tip top, how does this look? Right. Now, you go back to soccer. Soccer is much more of a family operation. It's a much smaller group. Cantera no longer has any involvement. You know, he right left least. one year after me. Yeah. Uh, the, the at least he got his raise, though. That's good for him. <laughs> right. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, so that was when mean. I that came was back. Sorry. <laughs> I just let it hang there for that reason. <laughs> That's uh, when I came back. To go to soccer's, they were thrilled because their five-person staff was upgraded to six, right? Jeez. Just for perspective, there's 16 people in the Gulls tickets department from front to back. Okay, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a so I came, So I came to soccer's with an opportunity to try and take all of this experience I've learned and all all of this knowledge I've accrued. And try to apply it to this franchise that's in a cool sport, in a cool league, with amazing local history. The best hist local history of any franchise in town, by a mile. 14 championships. Someone else hold up your hand and say you did that. Right. No one can. Uh, I have a vintage corduroy San Diego soccer's hat. I, I almost wore it tonight. I don't know why I, I should have. I thought you might be rocking a scarf. I'm disappointed you're not. But I want radio, you to say that I, I have not I have a pennant as well, an original pennant. Nice. And the corduroy hat. I'm very proud of that corduroy hat. I think I know that corduroy hat. Uh, and I can see it on your head yeah, right now. I'm, I'm going to bring a picture up. So 
the chance to come back to soccer's was exciting for me. It was intriguing for its potential for the future. And I really thought that this year was about taking small steps, doing the things to kind of establish more buzz for the team, doing things to raise our profile in the ways that we can with a very limited budget. You know, we did a, a soccer social summit this year. Yep. Cause I, wanted, I wasn't invited, but go ahead. Uh, well, you know, I wanted positive coverage. And, uh, <laughs> there's, there's actually a funny backstory to that. I that did I invite will, Rick. I know. And he, <laughs> he was supposed to bring you. Well, and it's funny. He did. He, he invited me, and I couldn't go. And um, I, I couldn't go, but I was still like, uh, I was offended that I wasn't invited. And I, right. I, I we threw you under the bus chokingly yeah. on the pod. I was like, That's I cannot fine. believe that you got invited and not me. He's like, well, you're my plus one. And I'm like, right. how dare you call me a plus one? And then uh, shout, totally shout out one. to Dunsmore. Uh, goes to Ray Kroc, reached out and goes, "Hey man, I, you know, Craig kind of, you know, he he leaned on me a little bit to kind of get like, you know, the the uh, soccerish Twitter crowd from the Padres Twitter." They, I did ask, and him for and that. he goes, "And I I didn't put your name on the list." I'm like, "Well, I hate you now too." No, I don't. <laughs> so he also reached out to me and said, "Hey, you want to come?" Right. And 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 I, it's just that the timing didn't work out, but it I, it looked awesome. And, and it, it looked did. like it the went, Padres Twitter great. crew came, and it, yeah, it, it, it went great. It was a and lot of fun. Of course, said you know, amazing things. We about did a you. retro night. Like we got we got retro jerseys made for the soccer's this year. First time in thirty years. Yeah, I've seen them. They're dope. Looked awesome. Sold well. You know, did a good job business wise. Returned the investment. Made money. Uh, so I've been trying to think of these. Here's what I love about what the soccer's have entrusted me with is. They've given me the chance to do kind of what I've been my whole career in many ways, which is an idea man. Right. Like, I'm not a businessman. I'm not a salesman. I'm not somebody who's ever gone out and earned $100,000 in outbound calling sales. Right. You know, I'm not an administrator. That's never been, I've always been on the talent side of the equation right. in the entertainment industry. I've always been the guy on the stage, not the guy pulling the strings right but i've always had ideas uh-huh and when i was at 690 or 1090 no one ever listened to my ideas no one's ever <laughs> listened to a single idea i've ever had at 1090 nor will they ever and they can just enjoy the fruits of their labor uh I'm 619 taking, I'm sports. taking a photo of you i want That's you to know fine. that 619 sports was our idea and was way ahead of its time and it was amazing gulls was all about me suppressing my ideas yeah which sucks so like, they were monitoring your tweets they were 100 percent. yeah that you know sucks. like just like make sure you don't offend the big boss basically right. and so which you have not done on this podcast yeah as much as i tried even to though i i mean uh, they can't pay me anymore and yeah. yet but Right, so that that was much more about show up, do your job, and go home and be happy, mm-hmm. you know. And I was, I was very much happy, but I did. I was never, never, ever, ever in goals. Was I going to get the chance to say, hey, why don't we do it this way? Right. Why don't we? Why not- don't we hire? Uh, why don't we bring Wayne Gretzky on to right. play for us? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. What, what if we hired the best player around? What do you think about that? And so soccer's whether it's small things, whether it's bringing in a guy like Travis Peterson at Punk Rock Paint, which 
I first of all, I just want to take a second to give a shout out to Trav. Yes. Um, genius. Like he's so smart. He's so into. He's so talented. And and he's a sweetheart. Like he and I have done a couple of like designs and T-shirts. And when I say he and I, I you know I come up with things and he makes them happen. But he is just. If you guys don't know at Punk Rock Paint on Twitter, yeah, he he for a year, and I think probably with hopes. I don't think he'd be mad at saying this, with hopes that the Padres would, you know, hire him to make some incredible right. artwork and covers Which for they series. Should. He did, yes, they should, and he did a series of you know artwork illustration for every series that came through, and I mean exhausting stuff and very talented, and you were like, oh. He should do that for the Zuckers. Pre- and precisely. It's so great. And and I'm sure that, you know, to it's it, it just, I don't know. It's, to me, it's such a, like a microcosm of your ability to get a read on the pulse of the San Diego sports scene and be like, let's just get Punk Rock Paint to do the artwork and for the Zuckers. And, you know, it's like, if you build it, they will come. And th- it's just such a great example of not only your talent and your ability to have these great ideas that come to fruition, but to find the right people to surround yourself with. And I love it. Well, I think our community is unique and it being here as long as I have, I'm blessed with the opportunity to know a lot of people. Right. And to have, I try to have good connections. You know, when I was younger, I was more of a firebrand. I probably burned some bridges along the way, Mm. but the older you get, the more you realize that's a terrible idea. Especially if you're going to stay in one town right. for a long time. Right. Uh, and, but I'm, you know, honestly, Brady, if I'm going to say one thing positive about myself, I'm always trying to improve. Like, I always want to be better tomorrow. Did it. Than My today. goal for the podcast was to get you to say one thing positive well, about yourself, and I'm but, so happy. But I mean, that's it. It's just like, you know, people, whenever you settle into anything, you're going to wind up in a negative place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just feel like there's always something more to learn. I, I don't know everything. The older I get, the more I know what I don't know. And it makes me feel a lot wiser. And being at Soccer's has allowed me to utilize my own connections, my own thoughts, ideas, to try and create positivity around the club. And yeah. it's really exciting. And it's really fun. And, and a couple of months into it, it took a couple of months for me to figure out what I was doing in any way to figure out like kind of what the job meant. You went from a play-by-play guy and a radio guy to all of a sudden you're going to, I mean, surrounded by many different aspects, but all of a sudden you are literally the chief marketing officer of a sports franchise. Right. This is not a normal progression. Like no. this is so. So for you to <laughs> You're say supposed to go to school for that. Yeah, for, for you to yeah. say like, hey, you know what? It actually took me a couple months to kind of get my feet. It's like, gee, you think? You know, like. Well, yeah. I mean, a couple of months. I'm trying to figure it out, and then I realized, oh my god, this is about creating fun experiences. This is about creating cool things for people. Yeah, taking all those ideas that you've had always there with you, but not always able to express and acting on them. Right. Okay. So now, let's this get is to the, the moment. Real thing. Let's this get is to the, the moment thing. we are going to talk about landing yes. Landon. So, as mentioned, the thing I love about soccer is that I can have an idea. Yeah. And I can present that idea. Mm-hmm. And it won't it's just. Heard. It won't fall on uh, Right. Ears. It won't automatically just get me fired or censured. <laughs> it will be discussed. Now, I want to be 100% clear that I'm not trying to take full credit for this, okay? Because an idea is an idea. But 
there's a whole lot yeah, yeah, that goes in between logistics. There's there here and there. Obviously, I know you're not here to discuss like contract negotiations. Right. Um, you're not here to discuss the payment of uh, what Landon is getting to come to pay for the team. You're not like I know there's a lot of things that you just probably contractually flat out can't discuss. But now that you've claimed 100% credit, can you? Yeah, no, I did. I just said I didn't. <laughs> you, you I did, did not. You totally I didn't. did. I, I want to know. Like, don't okay, do so that. from idea, yeah. Who, so you go and you say like, we need to. We we should we should bring Landon in. I sent a text to our owner. To the owner, so and you said and you said, wait, I just want to. Um, hey, Craig here, uh, got this wild idea uh, to get the greatest uh, soccer player in American history. Uh, to come play for our uh, indoor soccer club, kind of. I mean, look, <laughs> like the idea, yeah, the idea of sign, yeah, the idea of signing Landon Donovan to improve your club is not unique. The well, from Bayern fair. Leverkusen to the Galaxy to the U.S. national team to last yeah, year I mean, Club León indoor soccer team, like, right? But Landon was coming off, let's just say, a tough year in town. Okay, I want to pause you right there when you say it's tough year in town. Uh, Thunderhawk ailments, the home of the Zero Chance pod. Yes. Uh, John Barberin, college soccer player, a member of the Outlaws. He massive soccer fan. He's yeah. the owner of Thunderhawk. And I reached out to him and said, hey, sorry to switch days on you. Craig Elston's coming. He's Craig's coming off a real hot item. You know, brought <laughs> in this guy named Landon Donovan to come play for the soccers. And, uh, you know, I just want to... If you're available, we're coming to you. If not, we'll hit up Alesmith. And he goes, he's so bummed. He was like, oh, I really want to meet Craig. Um, I'm sorry, though. I can't make it work today. They had, had something going on. And he goes, uh, tell him to have Landon leave his Mexico jersey at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right. Uh, signing Landon Donovan isn't, yeah, isn't a unique idea. Uh, before I left Soccers for Gulls, when he first retired from MLS I'm pretty sure I said at that time like was that, that was 2015 like 2014 I think he first retired okay. 14 15 I was like hey maybe someone should call Landon yeah uh and that was a pipe dream at the time and it was still a pipe dream on January 4th when I texted our owner and just said and I don't know if I was I, I the first twelve times I told this story, I said I was two pops in, and then I actually looked at the text, and it came at twelve thirty in the afternoon. So I was definitely not two pops in. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Don't sell uh, yourself maybe, short. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I was yeah, noon somewhere. Maybe it was a Sunday fun day. Yeah. But uh, basically, just said to him, "Hey, do you want to put our league back on the map? Do you want to accelerate the process? Essentially, here's what you do. It's really simple. You." Call Landon. You say give him to play home games and playoffs. I misunderstood that part. <laughs> <laughs> to play home games and playoffs. And normally, let's just say about 60% of the texts you send to this individual just don't get returned. Like, it's just throwing the bottle into the ocean yeah. and hoping it's going to before find. you before you got the notification that's been delivered, you already saw the three dots popping back up? Well, no, but it was it was like the next morning I did get a response, and the response wasn't LOL. The response wasn't the R-O-T-F-L-M-A-O emoji. Yeah, rolling on the floor with your dog laughing. Yeah, Dad. it was, would he play indoor? That was the re only response. Would he play indoor? Yeah. 
And then I saw him the next day at our match at home on the social summit day. Yeah. And he said, he kind of gave me a look and it's like he had talked to the other ownership. He's like, maybe. And so armed as such, I asked Darren Smith to reach out to Landon Donovan with a float. I had no idea that Darren was part of this equation. This is great. I would have thought you would have gone to Tatino. I didn't because I had gone to a World Cup uh, final watch party at Darren's and Landon was there. Oh, well, that. And I knew they were friends. I mean, yeah. I knew he and Landon and Scott were friends, too. But yeah. I, I just felt like Darren was the right angle. Well, clearly you've made the right decision there. And just kind of said, hey, float this to Landon. I'm not kidding. And Darren floated it to Landon, and Landon's reaction was the exact right reaction. Is he kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and the answer was no. You know, Darren did my job and said, no, I think he's serious. And it wasn't five days later that we had a meeting. Like, he called me the next day. We had a chat. I offered the what I would call the elevator pitch. Yeah. And Clooney to Pitt. And we had a meeting four to five days later at a coffee shop, completely nondescript. Where? Up in San Marcos by our offices uh, with our general manager, Sean Bowers, and myself. And Sean has to be included in this because he was equally, if not more instrumental in landing than me. I just offered an idea. That's it. Just an idea. Hey, that idea led to a text, which led to a communication, which led to a is he kidding, which led to two mo- multiple meetings. Right. So I stop selling yourself so short. I no one's no one's no one's assuming that you wrote the check. I did not. Okay. So <laughs> I get that the GM. I wrote the has check with my ass, but not with <laughs> not with my pen. right on my ass after you kiss it. Uh, I don't think anyone is 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 thinking that you're claiming that you paid Landon to come here. But let like don't sell yourself short here. This is all you. This is amazing. Well, it started there, but then it grows beyond me, right? Well, of course, but uh, okay, yeah. Whatever. So we you met, laid the foundation. Yeah, we and met. Then it grew. There's no way Landon would have agreed to anything if Sean wasn't at that meeting. Sean Bowers is a player who was a star, a star in indoor soccer, and was one of the original players in MLS. People don't realize that 24 years ago or so, when MLS came into being. M- like 25% of the rosters across the league were indoor players so who did, went outdoors. So, Landon, when you, said, when you said his name, Landon knows who he is, regardless of James. Yes. He knew who he is as he a player. He knew who Sean was, yeah. absolutely. Just the history of the game and, in America. And Landon, in that meeting, asked every right question. Like, if you had said to me before the meeting, sit down for three hours and think of everything you'd like to hear Landon Donovan say and everything you'd like to hear him not say. He said everything I wanted him to say and nothing I didn't want. Did you guys bring up or discuss the Wells Fargo Mexican campaign? I had talked to him about that at that World Cup uh, party. We had a good laugh over it. it. Didn't need to rehash. Had a funny joke that day. Worked out. Fair enough. So, uh, you know, it's all about the humor. So, you know, we had this meeting and both Sean and I, when we walked away from it, we said, I think he's actually into this thing. And then we got scared. Right. It's like this might actually happen. I thought he was going to laugh us off 
you know, or say like to the planet, yeah. or at least say like, "Hey, thanks for list, uh, thanks for hearing me out." But yeah. this just can't happen. That's adorable. Do you know who I am? No. Right. Like, I just had a th- our third kid. My family. Like, it's just not going to happen. Don't yeah. worry about it. Forgot about it. But that wasn't the case. He asked every question right. Fundamentals about the sport. Why would you possibly want to sign me? Is this just for publicity? Right. Do you think I can help you win? That's I, I love that because even if it is just for publicity, who cares? It's like who cares? That's like well, we do I, care, right? Our team's ten and one. We want to win. But uh, okay, no one thinks that Landon Donovan, however many years out, I mean, he's it's not like he's an old guy, right? He's still young. He's one of the elite soccer players on the planet, and when he was in his prime. And to think that he couldn't come in, and I'm, this is not belittling to the soccer, but to think he couldn't come into any indoor soccer team, no, a hundred percent, and and elevate their game is a effing joke. Well, that's my, that was my point too. Right, like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, he's a world like, class player. He'll lift everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's humble that he was able to say that. But get the f out of here with that noise. Yeah. He'll like, you're lift come, everyone's yes. sales. Yes. He could be he could be the Eric Hosmer clubhouse leader that you needed on the soccer. <laughs> Why'd you go there? I'm sorry. More of That's Machado. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking sorry. Machado more. Oh, we haven't Machado. even talked Machado yet. Don't worry about it. We're not gonna. It's yeah, so we're long. not gonna. Don't going worry so about long. it. So that's how it started. Everything from there to the finish wasn't me. I yeah, mean, well, that's fine. That's I mean, that's the that's just nuts and bolts. You, you were the one that set the stage. It's amazing. You laid it up. You you were, you were you did an alley oop. You did an alley oop to your organization, and they dunked it home. It's so cool. Well, and uh, so much credit to Landon. You know, he has said it many times. He said, you know, I try to live my life in terms of I want to do things that's fun. Yeah. I want to do things that's good for my family. I want to do things that make me feel good. I think this is going to do it. I want to be competitive. I want to win. Right. You know, and, and these are all opportunities for him. Plus, you know, Landon grew up. He was born in Ontario, raised there. You know, people think of Ontario Redlands, kind of yeah. inland empires where he grew up. I.e. Yeah, he played for the Galaxy. That's not far from his home. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you played got a lot for the of U.S. Yeah. and the U.S. is all of our home. But heard, playing, heard of it? Yeah. But playing in San Diego is actually his home now. Right. And that it's was part of our now. pitch to him is he's got three young kids, yeah. two of whom are old enough to kind of remember what he's doing now. Right. And if he plays for us this year, and you know, knock wood, maybe he loves it and plays a couple more years. Yeah. Well, those kids are going to remember him playing for the San Diego Soccers. Right. And playing Dad, for his what hometown. did you do before you played for the Soccers? Oh, I was the greatest <laughs> player in the U.S. history. You know, no uh, big deal. No big deal. Nothing to see here. So, you know, again, I'm going to mention Phil Salvaggio's name because there are 17 teams in the MASL, and the text I sent would have either gotten me fired or laughed at or yelled at in 16 other cities. I want to meet Phil. This is um, – I love that. I love that that he – I love the relationship that you guys had pre goals and post goals, yeah. and that you were able to carry that on. And I, I think I think that's special. I think it's unique, and and I also think that you know, crazy ideas, you know, when they fall on deaf ears, that's exactly what they are. Is they're crazy, and 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 then when someone listens and explores them and thinks, well, maybe this isn't so crazy after all. It's only crazy if we don't ask. Every big idea in history was crazy at one yeah, point. Yeah, it's just so cool, man. It's so like. The it it would have been much more logical for them to laugh at you and say, "Nice one, Craig." Just go back to the office. Right. Um, Think about the next poster. Yeah, whatever. But they didn't. And and um, shout out to Trav. 
Um, <laughs> but but they, they didn't, and I love that. And I love that you, I mean, you took a shot, and, man, you nailed it. It's so cool. And I think that, like, I think we've nailed it. You know, it's got to be proven out, right? we got to no, get the asses no, in I, seats. I, honestly, it, well, okay. I will rephrase. Obviously, as a company, like, you were running a business, and if you don't see the fruits of your labor, if you paid him X and you bring in Y and X is much greater than Y, right. then you've made a poor business decision. But I can tell you the the, the perception um, from everyone in San Diego that I've spoken to is nothing but positive. Right. And even, I mean, even if Landon goes out there and sucks, I know he wants to help the team win. He will help the team win because he's Landon freaking Donovan. Correct. So he's going to. Correct. Um, question his Wells Fargo ads all you want. He's still an amazing, like he, he, he was, he is the still the most storied American uh, soccer player that we have. Correct. And I don't believe that will be the case forever. I'm sure people will. Yeah, maybe Pulisic, Pulisic passes him down the road. Or but anybody. It's I, not going to be Freddie. Here's my thing, though, Brady. Much. I said this to people. I said, when we were in the process, yeah. I said, name me a player in the world that would do more for us than Landon Donovan. Well, I already did. David Beckham, he would. Don't talk down to me. He would. He could bring Posh in. You could start the cheerleading squad He's up again. He's so far over the hill. Is Everyone he? would know Have it's in marketing. Have you seen him? Gimmick. He still probably has an eight-pack. He's sexy. I am not <laughs> He's disputing so his sexiness. He's got a, he's but Landon un- is Unlike lo- me, Landon you, Landon, local. he has a full, full head of hair. <laughs> Beckham is still crushing it. Landon is local. Landon's American. No, listen. I, I'm not disputing no. your point I mean, for my, real. My, yeah. My, but, my you know, ex- if you bring yeah. in Messi, <laughs> or like, right. of the world we is a bit of a stretch. We can't bring in Messi. But right. if you we bring can't in- bring in Mbappe, <laughs> right? But I would submit to Cristiano. you that if we did bring in, Ronaldo would be, okay, Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo would be bigger than Donovan. You're, you're saying he but, would be, but Messi wouldn't be bigger than Donovan? Messi would never come. But he would still be bigger than Donovan. <laughs> He'd probably be better for the indoor game than Cristiano, by the way. But uh, Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me with this? Footwork? Yeah, Cristiano would just be all about the dive. He'd just be trying to draw blue cards <laughs> left and right. He'd just be flopping uh, on the turf and trying yeah, to... Are they dr- really called blue cards? Yeah, that's the, what the penalty is, like the power play. It's a blue card. Oh, my gosh. See, I know so little about indoor soccer. I'm such a noob. De Azul! De Azul! Oh, they call gosh. it. Yeah. I, uh, it. I still think Donovan has the most impact, like locally. You no, know, of course. He... Uh, well, I would fight you on that because I still think even locally. But I mean, we're fighting about a guys that you can count on one hand. Yeah, like, and guys who literally get Cristiano. paid hundred million dollars I mean, right now. I can make the argument that is Pele still alive? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Well, if you hire Pele, he's going to be a bigger impact than Landon Donovan. But I would take Donovan point, right now. You, you stop it. <laughs> he's Pele. Your point remains the same. No, it does. What about Mar- Maradona? The hand of God, He's you can bring him to San Diego. Such a cokehead. I just I don't know. think that would work out. Wow, that's that's. I don't. I it's don't know little, how I feel about that. It's a little harsh, but yeah, a little harsh. Little I know factual he's gained too. a little bit of weight, so it's maybe a lot not. of factual. Maybe not as much. <laughs> it's a little harsh. A lot of factual. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need a fact check on that one. Well, um, yeah. So LD point remains, know, dude. Yeah. Huge. I think huge it's a unique. Get I think it's a unique for this community, the city. I and I have a theory. I have a. Th- we're still trying to obviously get MLS. Right in San Diego. Right, I'm sure that's a bit of. Uh, there's some conflicted interest there. I'm sure that you would love an MLS team, but at the same time, that um, 
you know, the soccer's get. No, I just straight up love an MLS team. Okay. I think I, it would I help just, the soccer. You know, like I'm trying to be respectful of no, your position. No, I think it would help the soccer. And it might. I don't know. But, I mean, they would be the bigger act in town, sure. obviously. Sure. And right now you are the biggest soccer I act I think an town. MLS team in town should be named the Soccers. just right. by the way. But. I, I'm with you on that one. And then grab a couple of the players and have them sit on the bench. That's right. Um, but I do think that there is a – this is my theory is that watching the current attendance – at soccer's games, and then bringing a Landon Donovan to the team and watching that attendance increase, I feel like there's an argument to be made to MLS that if you have the right players on the field with the right platform, people will come and this will be an elite market. I mean, we've seen the numbers of what San Diego draws on yeah. World Cup viewing across America. It's top notch. Look, so we should have voted for Soccer City. I mean, it's straightforward. We're not getting into the I Soccer know, City vote, I know. but I will say this: I think that there is a political play going on from Landon's perspective that this his presence with the Soccer's helps an MLS bid. Great, and I could be crazy, but, uh, but if that's, that's what I believe. true, hundred percent, I love it. Like, stay with us, keep playing, keep yeah. yourself in the public profile, yeah. keep elevating your profile, and then be a player coach for the MLS team. Hey. However, for it both comes teams. along, <laughs> let me be a player coach for your team but too. I know Landon appreciates this. He gets to play in his town now. Yeah, it's rad. It's to play for the city it's he rad. lives in. He gets to be and a his hero kids here. Get to rock like Donovan soccer's jerseys, old school throwbacks. Love it. It's so great. Love it. Okay. Yeah. At this point, I mean, up. you are you, you here. You have the time. I don't. You're running. You're running point on my own podcast. What? How are? We, how long have we gone? I mean, we stopped We're this. Like so we don't an even hour know. and a half, I think. Okay, we've been gone. This is longer than Rick and I ever go. Um, I will say this: if you have not, uh, uh, let me set the stage. I recently discovered uh, the Ringers podcast, uh, Bill Simmons and a couple of the guys yeah. called the Rewatchables. Oh yes, hang on. So Re- I kind of look yeah. at your what, crossing streams as yes. the TV version of the Rewatchables. Yes, I would say more the Watch from the Ringer Podcast Network. But yes. What is the is the watch a the watch I, is a sh- is a pod you should listen to with uh, Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. Okay, Chris Ryan is one of the guys who does the rewatchables along uh-huh. with some other dude I don't yep. know his name. I only discovered it like maybe two months ago, but I have I'm, I mean it is so fun for me. Yeah. I'm a huge movie buff guy, and I love I have done like since I discovered it, and I'm embarrassed at how many I've gotten in because they're all over an hour like this one will be. So but Crossing Streams was 100% influenced by The Watch. It was. And I will always shout them out. And so that's the first, that that's just a watching shows together, not yeah, re-watching, streaming but shows, watching. Yeah, streaming shows and music and TV, uh, okay. movies, all sorts so of I've, culture. I've never heard of it, and this is my own bad, but I... The rewatchables, yeah, which is obviously taking movies that have been impactful, and that when you you're flipping through the TV and you see them come on, you want to keep watching. And they also do an, a, a a TV based one called the Recapables, oh which gosh. is shows that you want to recap, and like they're doing True Detective right now. Bill Simmons. Oh no, that one, the True Detective one has its own name called Flat Circle. Yeah, the, right. But and, they're posting it on the Recapables feed. Oh, they are. Okay. But we digress. So for. Th- I'll go back to goals for a minute here. So many times what? on the road, so many bus trips. Oh, you would just be flights, okay. hotel room nights. You know what we never talked about? We ran into each other at yes. a game at the Coliseum Oakland, in right. Oakland. Yes. You were traveling with the goals. Yeah. We and were I was in there Stockton. on and I was there on business. Yes. 
and we, we ended up going at the and same meeting Angels up. A's game. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was oh, that was that was before I went to a Padres game that season. It was like the first week of the season. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was very early. Um, so, John Gennaro and I have done make the Padres great again since I think mid fifteen or maybe early sixteen. I forget. Okay, but we've been doing that for you know three plus years, and John and I have. Somewhat similar taste in popular when you guys, culture. You guys and do media. those. Uh, what do they call them? Cold starts or uh, something opens or what? what yeah, cold open. Yeah. Cold open. Whatever. Yeah. And you guys would just. Chat we always about called it just banter. But banter. Yeah. Okay. But you guys would chat about like, what are you? What did you watch this week? Yeah. And that was part of. Like, and then the end of the show, we started doing that for like about a summer. We did it. The last ten minutes would be right. And it, like, okay, now, let's if talk people this. Are still listening, let's talk that. Nuts, but we love you. Right. Thank you. So I really loved those moments of Make the Padres Great Again, like more than the regular podcast. Right, right. So that's what you're like. I would even it. like prepare it. for those. Yeah. Like I'd be like, okay, next week we're going to talk this, and then we're so going like, to talk that. Uh, you're like 20 minutes of Padres prep and an hour and 20 minutes of the the last five minutes of Make the Padres Great Absolutely Again. Absolutely right. Yeah. So I wanted me and John to do a streaming television mm-hmm. podcast for a very long time. And I kept bugging him about it. And then he agreed to do it. And it, we did one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was called Screen Time. I wanted to call it Crossing Streams. He didn't like the, the title. I love that. The Ghostbusters. Right. Here. I know. But he didn't like it. And uh, his wife came up with Screen Time. Re- shout out, Rebecca. And we did one episode covering Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Never heard of it. Go ahead. Great documentary. And... We posted that like on a Sunday night and Monday morning. There was a text when I woke up that was like, dude, I just can't. Just can't do it. Because SB Nation, yeah, yeah. coordinating national podcast. No, I know. Podcasts. And then that same one, Make the Potteries Great Again, is they kind of you know handcuffed him on that one. So. And then I was like, gosh darn it. We but I didn't say it. that yeah. because you're my guy. You're the only guy I can count on this. By the way, he was not that reliable for like, go watch this. There were several Make the Padres Great Again's where I'm like, well, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it next yeah. week. But I love working with John. Like, I just love working with John. I was like, gosh darn it. why? What? And then he goes, you know what's a good idea? Why don't you get a rotating co-host? Yeah. Which was the Padres Social Hour. Yeah. So that way no one person has to watch all the shit that you're watching. Yeah. And you can figure it out. And I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. And that's how Crossing Streams is born. Yeah. And it's about it's good model. four or five months deep now. Uh, I did take the last two weeks off to sign Landon Donovan. <laughs> you were busy. <laughs> Going back I to that. I felt terrible to my TV listening audience, which is like 20 different countries that somebody downloads it. Which is so and, cool. And listens to the show. So it is coming back this week with True Detective. We're doing Murder Mountain on Netflix. Uh, you know, going through and I continue to get recommendations and but it sucks because I always have to rely on a co-host. I cannot believe that Jack Ryan did not make your top 20. It's that like actually, right that outside. Like, like, like that genuinely pissed me off. I, like I, I said, liked I, Jack I Ryan. I probably hadn't seen 18 of the 20 that you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. But holy crap, that was so good. And I, I, I feel like if I would have gotten a episode just to chat with you about the things you clearly were missing if you did not think that I was top I did a 20. Jack Ryan episode. Oh. I really liked Jack Ryan. I thought it was a tiny bit tropey at times. Yeah. I thought it was a little well, bit obvious. I'm gonna sometimes. look that up in the dictionary, and once I figure out what that word means, okay. I'm gonna have a comeback for. I appreciate why you're wrong. <laughs> I appreciate so, that. So, so yeah, I love crossing streams. 
straight up, I would love to have an every week co-host because I've had at least five, maybe six episodes scuttled. Yeah, because somebody agreed watch, to do it, and then they just didn't watch Ryan it. Phillips under the bus. On uh, that. Darren crushed me on True Detective. He's like, "Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't watch it." Yeah, it's like, "Oh, well, so much for this week's episode. What am I going to do now?" You right. know, talk by myself again. Right? No. So that's the only thing that frustrates me with the pod is I don't have right. a dedicated second person. Right, and that would be better, and it's a proven formula that works. But until you can get that person, who? Yeah, you know, it might. I don't. You know. I feel like you should roll with what you got going right now. It's good. It's and it good. it might not. I mean, with all of your roles and all your things you got going, like maybe having to watch that much TV isn't the healthiest thing on the planet. Oh, d- dude. <laughs> the the first two and a half months that I was doing soccers and doing Scott and BR, yeah. it was all I could do to watch the one show that right. I was going to talk about next week. Right. Let it alone. was all I could do to yeah. get in the five, six hours. And your wife's like, remember me? Hi. We're married. Yeah, like uh, I'm watching it in the ride on the way home, like just right. like, trying to figure out ways yeah. to watch shows. Safety so, first. Yeah, so uh, we're in a good place. Soccer's overtime. Make the Padres great again is coming back once uh, John gets his shit resolved. Okay. And uh, I think in March we'll be back under SB Nation's flag. But oh, we'll that would be amazing if that yeah, that's down. that's that's the idea. Cool. Uh, yeah, we'll I've been waiting for that. that call from uh, from John for zero chance too. <laughs> <laughs> Are you under the SB Nation umbrella yet? No, no, we're not. No. You know what I really want is the call from the Ringer. Right. Um, yeah, so me what too. I did is I I I don't even know how I found it, but I was like, oh, someone did a podcast on Tombstone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Bill Simmons is involved, and I listened to that, and then it was Tombstone, Rounders, Princess Bride, Ocean's Eleven, Wedding Crashers. Dazed and confused. Goodwill hunting. Old school. Godfather. And I was like, this is my freaking jam. Right. But it totally, you know, I, I assumed I didn't, well, I didn't want to make the assumption, but, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sure that Craig had some sort of inspiration based on the ringer. Network no, absolutely. Of- the ringer. And what I have found for crossing streams, just based on downloads and interest, is that I'm trying to stay ahead in right. terms of. Shows that are just coming out. Right. Which and, is good. I know you've done Maisel, right. uh, The Marvelous. I haven't seen that yet, but I saw that. I mean, that's new, and you're staying yeah, on like it. Yeah, like this week's will be True Detective. Murder Mountain is a documentary about weed in Humboldt County mm-hmm. and legalization and yeah. how it changed and the outlaw culture up there. Right. Doing that with Jefferson J probably next week. Cool. Uh, and I kind of try and lay things out two, three weeks in advance. And yeah. I've just found that if we stay topical, stay with shows that are kind of fresh out. Yeah, then it yeah people are, And if I do a Mad Men podcast, I mean, like, come on, people wrote books about it. Like, <laughs> right, do you right. really need to listen to me talk right, about it? Right. Uh, so, but it's, it's And yet I find myself, like, at the end of the season, I'm, I'm looking forward to, at the end of 2019, The Ringer is going to do an episode on Godfather 2, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Right. And that's, you know, everybody years no, old. No, I like, get it. But, you know, it's about, just like in, in certain periods in my career, just to kind of put it full circle, that I've always tried to keep multiple things going. And yeah. I said that very early, yeah. probably and an hour and a half one, ago on this podcast. Yeah, sorry. Don't, don't be one-dimensional. Which though. is a great message to younger listeners who who have this, you know, uh, dream of, of being on air and on the radio and how it's this great, amazing thing. It's like, well, let's pump the brakes and talk to Craig first. Right. And so who's to say that two years from now I don't make my money talking pop culture and TV? 
I don't know for sure that that's not the case. So let's open that up because you know what? It's a lot wider than San Diego sports. Right. So it's, or the 30-whatever pro sports team in whatever sport that right. you could be a play-by-play guy for. Yeah, yeah a lot thinner corridor right. to run down. Two countries. Yeah, then, then let's talk TV. Right. Everyone watches TV. Yeah, absolutely. So that's part of it. It's a hobby. Uh, Crossing Streams is straight up a passion project and hobby. Yeah, which is cool, which is what zero chance is for me Yeah, if I don't want to do it, I can't do it. Same with me and Rick. Right. Zero chance. So, you know, I love it. As I as we wrap and we're way over, way 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 over time. Thank you for letting me yap Dude, about my me? career. This is amazing. So two things I want to just say before we close out. First thing, it's been so fun to have you. I, I love, if nothing else, just giving you a platform to kind of share some of the stories that maybe you haven't had an opportunity to tell on a regular basis. And for fans of yours, who hopefully will listen to this and be able to get to know you know kind of the real you a little more. Yeah. I love that. Um, two, shout out to Rick, poor guy. <laughs> I know. He had to leave. So poor he Rick. actually just hit me up on text and goes, hey, uh, when I said I was taking a picture of you, he, he said, um, how did it go? And I'm like, uh, we're still going. It's kind of still going. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, still going. And he, two and, hours deep. And so he said that his family emergency is going better. Good. Uh, so things, he said, don't don't worry. No one needs to be alarmed. He's there, Everything's okay. But it was necessary that he left. But everything's okay. And two, he said, Convince Craig to let us play in the celebrity soccer game. <laughs> so, that is quite doable, guys. Well, That's pretty I doable. don't want to get my hopes up. That's I know we're doable. not real celebrities like you, but we would be <laughs> all over it if it was an opportunity. If I'm a celebrity, you're a double celebrity. Stop. Stop. Okay. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thank it you, was brother. an absolute honor to have you and it's so fun to listen to you uh, was tell mine. some stories. So join us next week on the Zero Chance or who knows, maybe in a month. But for now, enjoy this episode with Craig. Thanks, bud. Tell that your tie's too wide well, Maybe I should buy some old tab collars Welcome back to the age of jive Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress trash until you spend a lot of money Everybody's talking about the new sound funny But it's still rock and roll to me What's the matter with the car? Can't you tell that it's out of style? Should I get a set of white wall tires? Are you gonna cruise a miracle mile? Nowadays you can't be too sentimental Your best bet's true, baby, blue continental Hot funk, cool punk, even if it's old junk Still rock and roll